Welcome to The Weekly. I'm Jeremy. I'm Chris. And this week on The Weekly, Bank of America still dislikes Hasbro Watsi. Along with everybody else. Yeah, okay. That's right. <laughs> Kyle Brink dislikes white people. I think I saw this. Okay. Yep. <laughs> right. Inside Box, uh, inside, sorry, Inside the Box uh, dislikes paying employees. Okay. And <laughs> there's a lot of dislike this year. All yes. right. And Andrews McMeal dislikes RPGs. Okay. Okay. Whole lot so, of dislike. All yeah, right. Yeah. There's nothing, Bring it on. nothing positive here. So we got an, an update or another, another kind of uh, statement and forecast uh, release from Bank of America. And they still think uh, uh, Watsi is, is set to, uh, un- it, Hasbro continues to underperform. Right. And they're pointing to very specific reasons why. Um, they had a statement, I, I think, last year, okay. uh, November maybe, where they said that, uh, yeah, they, they changed the uh, forecast for Hasbro and things don't look good. So they called uh, Wizards, uh, Wizards of the Coast recent trouble uh, destroying customer goodwill. Uh, and stating that the company may face a steep decline if this trend continues, because they've had two their two biggest properties that I think are thirty percent of their income or the thirty percent of their revenue. They've frustrated, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They frustrated their fan bases. So uh, one of the uh, uh, Watsi executives maintains that they're trying to do what's best for the community, <laughs> as in this statement. Yeah, well, I think I think we'll talk about that later. Um, and, but uh, they're they're blaming the executive leadership for right. yeah, being completely disconnected. Okay, I mean, all right, yeah, fair enough. I mean, all right, you. Hmm. I work for a shit company. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I hope no one of my company is watching this. <laughs> oh this God. will be the one time one of my managers watches. <laughs> right. right? Okay. Like the company I work for is not that great, and mm-hmm. you just got to kind of toe the company line, right? But after a certain point, you kind of got to know what company you're working for, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it your individuals are kind of well within their rights, and of course, to say, okay, this does not represent me, right? What my company does, we have no control kind of over it. But after, I'm not saying you're responsible, right? Mm. But you can like people who are in charge of the indie can say yes we're trying to do what's best for the community right depends how much say they actually have and what right. management does it goes cool yeah. you can say that at what point does it like not translate mm-hmm. over so yeah and we'll hear that a little bit from mr brink in, oh, a, in a little bit too. are you yeah, going to do that I auto voice thing again, <laughs> yeah, yeah right but uh yeah so uh, yeah continue the uh, con- wall street i guess continues to be unimpressed at least the banking world so um uh, the uh, s- single biggest problem, of course, that Hasbro is trying to overcome is how to monetize the hell out of their brands. And that's a very short-sighted, you know, B of A mm-hmm. is saying that's a very short-sighted thing. And that they're really um, uh, kind of killing the the golden goose, I think, is, is how they put it. Um, but, uh, yeah, starting with that fireside chat with uh, the CEO of Watsi and Hasbro, it's just gone downhill from Can there. Can I call it a fireside chat if there's no fire anymore? <laughs> it was the warm light of a, uh, a computer monitor. <laughs> but Elle just said that Watsi is 22% of the revenue and 72% of the profit. Oh, wow, Elle, thank you. Wow. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so it's uh, it'll be interesting to see if they, I mean, if in the short term they're going to, take a hit in revenue and just, you know, try to save these brands or they're going to say, you know, full steam ahead. Let's, let's I, yeah, good question. I don't know. Do. Like, okay. They said it, right. What D and D fans are, are under monetized. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to try and squeeze pennies. on. I got, I really get, this is related, but I got to wonder when companies having shareholders becomes a negative, right? I mean, like it, it clearly is right. Like, at what point do you say the business is doing well? We're still mm. experiencing growth. It's not like gangbuster growth that shareholders want, right? right? But like, 
doing that would damage our brand or our product, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah, it is. A, I mean, yeah, it, it's a difficult thing to be stuck in because they, they have to profits have to be going up investors have to be happy stock prices have to be going up or if they decide you know we don't like what's happening here they abandon ship you know yeah. so you're just gonna have a bunch of people uh dumping the stock the stock value tanks and then yeah ev- everything starts to uh be worrisome Maybe we should just decouple shit from the stock market and... <laughs> right. what, well, what does it really well, do i think rpgs i mean specifically tabletop rpgs shouldn't be pub- publicly traded companies well i can think of them. one company that publicly trades rpgs yeah well yeah but i mean but that, that should be disconnected because obviously the the hobby doesn't that model doesn't work well and even if they figure out a way to digitally you know m- monetize a microtransaction right. uh D, it's going to be uh yeah it's going to be brutal so moving on to more dislike, yeah. um, we oh, have a, right. an interview, and I think he's done several. Uh, Kyle Brink has gone on several podcasts. So Kyle Brink is the uh, executive producer of Dungeons & Dragons, who recently created an account on D&D Beyond to kind of become the name and the face sure. to take all the heat yep. from yep. the OGL and yeah, um, sure. all this fun stuff. So um, he went on the YouTube channel. Uh, one of the YouTube, ch- YouTube channels he went on was Three Black Halflings, and he discussed, uh, you know, the open license events um, and several things. And from his perspective, but there's still a ton of spin in what he's saying. Okay, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, he's an executive producer. He's not, you know, on, he's not quite in the trenches, but he does kind of illuminate a little bit about uh, some of the frustrations that the designers and people mm. had that didn't really have um, control of this. And there's still a lot of Finger pointing to unknown people. So some of these statements that were released as nobody knows who wrote this, and they're going like this. Everyone really? is uh, kind of bizarre. Yeah, right. it's it's very corporate in in that way. So um, uh, there's there's been several summaries. The, the transcripts are out there, and there's been several mm-hmm. summaries of kind of the points. Um, one of the things that uh, uh, he said is uh, they are um, he's not from he's not uh, aware of what happened in the private meetings with the publishers in December. Okay. So he doesn't know, and he's claiming that yes, you can have a draft. Uh, <laughs> you can have a draft contract that has a signing box that has licenses attached. That's still a draft. It's like, well, why would? How can you execute a draft? He's still claiming that what went out to all of these companies and and uh, content providers or content creators was uh, drafts. Sure. The one point one uh, when it became public. Uh, th- by the time it became public, they'd already abandoned much of it. Okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. More you know, damage control, damage control. And that um, they're also saying that their change, their change in course, their, their uh, you know, kind back of retract, pedal. yeah, their backpedal um, was just a coincidence with all the cancellations for D&D Beyond. No relation, no relation whatsoever. Sure. <laughs> it has no influence on us. We don't care if you pay us or not. So, um, and then, yeah, he goes on to claim that nobody knows who wrote the unpopular you won, but we won too statement that they released after the, uh, the big reaction to the uh, 1.1. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, and the, the draft contracts. So moving on to one D and D, um, they said things like the, the current, uh, SRD will be 100% compatible with whatever they do with one D and D. They're not looking at it as, as a full version. It's more like a 3.5. So, so it's 5.5. Yeah, so it's 5.5. 5. 5. <laughs> this is 5.5. 5. Oh, okay. And um, they uh, uh, we're, we're talking about, um, so when and if um, they put more stuff into the, the public space um, from 1D&D, from what's developed from 1D&D or 5.5, 5, 
um, it will be under the Creative Commons as well. Okay. So that's a that's an interesting promise. Um, yeah, and moving on to inclusivity. So sure, he uh, was he was <laughs> specifically speaking to two hosts of color in yep. this on the the Three Black Halflings uh, podcast, who I think is are going to be up for an Emmy uh, this year. Okay. <laughs> I think they, they should they should based su- on this performance submit right. uh, yeah submit their um, uh, yeah their their examples now. But um, they go on to talk about um, they're going to rely on the community, you know, not not their own decisions to control bad actors and hateful content, uh, you know, rather than legal documents or something in the uh, in the OGL. They're going to let the community handle that now. So they're they're just going to step away, and um, there'll be um, uh, working uh, with uh, on content policies um, to help define what they consider hateful content, so they can you know flag it and point to it, and everyone can pile on it. Isn't that kind of <laughs> at odds with we're going to let the community decide? <laughs> right, right? Right, yeah. We'll define it, but you can decide <laughs> how you're going to what humiliate them, assault them, right, okay. dox them, whatever you want to do, guys. But uh, we'll tell right. you. We'll point a finger, and you head that direction. Sure. So um, they have. Uh, already uh been working with the uh, external inclusivity reviewers and i think there's like two or three that they reference so people that they're they're um testing all of this mm. the new things that are written plus before they reprint any old things they're going back before um they're, they're going back through everything before reprints so if we do see reprints of older things it may have edits and things on them okay. like all the digital stuff has a, a warning now it has a disclaimer but okay. I think, uh, yeah, like Warner Brothers cartoons. Yeah, like, like that might, like, okay, that might be all they do, though, right? Right, yeah, like yeah, yeah. This big true. boilerplate thing in the front that says warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah anyway. warning. We, we have, there's a lot of stuff in here. <laughs> there's just, just a lot of stuff. Maybe you, we want to skip this one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, okay. So the, the thing that really, and why I, I talked about him disliking, and mm. so I think we should uh, trend the hashtag resign Kyle, I think okay. should be the hashtag resign okay. Kyle, because <laughs> Kyle goes on to say, Virtue signal, virtue signal, you know, uh, pander, right. pander to well, host, that, host of direct, color. That's his direct quote? Or, yeah, or that's, yeah, that's, that's right, yeah. Okay, that's okay. The, okay. No, those were the, <laughs> the stage directions from uh, oh, Watsi. <laughs> Let me just read my script here. Okay, uh, virtue signal, pander. Oh, I mean, did I say that? Yeah. Anyway. Right. So um, talking about the last couple of years, the hiring process has been more inclusive. Okay. So yay, Watsi. And um, when uh, he was specifically asked about uh, non uh uh, about uh, non-white cis men in leadership positions in Watsi, he ref- referred to some designers and authors, but he says, uh, referring to himself, guys like me, uh, we're leaving, we're leaving the workforce. To be blunt, that, that's not how he sounds, but I like this voice. Okay. I'm, I'm not the face of the hobby anymore. <laughs> guys, guys like me can't leave soon enough. <laughs> so hashtag resign, Kyle. If you really believe that, <laughs> resign today. You're not doing any good with. Uh, <laughs> You know how how you're managing. Th- I mean, I just think it was so. For, at first, um, when I first saw those um, excerpts, I was like, yeah. "Is he referring to the?" Ho- I mean, I thought he was referring to the hobby. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. People like him should be leaving the hobby. Specifically, he's referring to management, which is not a bad thing. I mean, you shouldn't be able at a company like Watsi, if you if they do have a diverse and inclusive customer base, you shouldn't be able to to see who the diversity hires are. Right, right. It should be there shouldn't be diversity <laughs> hires, right? right? Everyone honest, should right? be diverse and be hired, so yeah. they're not specifically, uh, yeah, yeah, they're not chosen. I, yeah. Okay, like I gotta wonder how big the D and D department at at Watsi is, mm, right? Yeah, he because like yeah. the. the I'm sure because of the fact they're owned by Hasbro and because they have as big a presence in the TTRPG, TTRPG sphere as they do, mm-hmm. 
even me, I kind of incorrectly assume they must be a huge company. Mm. It could be like five people, right? Yeah. And everyone else is, is freelancers or contract workers, right? Right. So, I mean, like, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I guess in context, I guess I technically agree with Kyle, right? But, I mean, like, <laughs> how big is this company, right? I don't know. We, yeah. we tend to think they're probably bigger than that. Yeah, I, I thought it's not in, in this summary, but I, I saw a summary of another interview, and I think he said something like 30 people. Like, the, it's not a huge department. There's, right. yeah, and I, it's not here to confirm that. But I thought I saw that um, there were like, like 30 people plus, you know, contractors, of course, uh, for writers and art that are um, uh, working full time on D&D. So yeah, it's not huge, um, but and but that but also it's not means, small either. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not it's not tiny. It's not a, like a, a a tiny crew, but um, yeah, it's just I have I have a weird problem with this. It's the same kind of thing, and I guess we're getting into a whole thing. But it's the same kind of thing with Lovecraft. You know, okay. it's like if you're going to talk about like the origins of D and D are introvert, weird history obsessed, war gaming white men. Yep. So. <laughs> That's the foundation of this. And if you Who obviously praised Native American genocide <laughs> right. very blatantly. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. right. So if if you think you can bend this and shape this into something acceptable for today, fine. But it's always going to be built on those foundations. So you either have to, you know, move on to something else, move on to something, you know, without a, a huge like medieval Western European bias mm. or just accept the fact that it's you know the, of what your your customer base will be i mean and not let it go you know of course not let it go crazy full of um um you know misbehavior and kind of like a uh you know uh exploitation type right. content just to just to be shocking and thrilling but uh it's silly that there's so much uh talk about this and i still when all this ogl stuff happened there's so many you know uh channels recommended to mm. me so many youtubers and it's still the the majority of you know D and D YouTubers are still very white. Like it, the, there's you got a not, whole lot of why OGL sucks. I'm angry about <laughs> right, or, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's still not. I mean, I think this is the audience they want to have, the audience they hope to have, and this is a very this seems to be a corporate America thing. They're looking at this audience of the future, and this is the diverse audience of color we want to have. The audience we have right now is not that. So how do we like? <laughs> kind of flick some of these guys well, out of the customers out of the pan and get the future audience. I I, maybe I think mm. I think generally speaking here, I think what it is is okay. We have our audience, right? We have our core customers. Gosh, it would be great if we could get other groups in there too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not if we're going to lose those original customers, mm. right? So that that's what I think it is. I think it's yeah. we need to make changes. Not at the expense of the people we already have, right? So, speaking yeah, yeah. about like D and D in particular, okay, yeah, it's colonialist fantasy, right? How do you? I think we've talked about this before, right? Mm -hmm. If you completely took that away, right? If you took away the core conceit of go to another place, mm -hmm. fight these other people, and take their stuff, it, you no longer have what we recognize as D and D, right? Right. right. Getting it to where it's not exploitative and not colonialist and not problematic requires a complete overhaul that I think Wizards is not willing to do because mm -hmm. it will leave D&D &D looking unrecognizable mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to what it currently is. And they will lose those original fans. Yeah. So I think a lot of what we're going to get and what we've been getting is just kind of like lip service or little tweaks but like no 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 don't don't make those people <laughs> you know don't we don't want to lose those other people yeah, and i think yeah. it's it's with anything mm. so like talking about lovecraft or we talked before about uh like cyberpunk genre we're like okay the original ones like those are kind of 
sorry, those are kind of done, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go to like writers of color to reinvent them, right? And that's mm. where the exciting things are happening right, in Lovecraft right. and Cyberpunk. It's like, okay, we heard the white male cis voices. We got to let other people tell these stories and take it over, and it's going to end up looking completely different from it, but that's got to be okay, or we're just going to keep perpetuating these harmful tropes and stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I just Let me put my soapbox away. <laughs> yeah. So, so going, yeah, going on a, a very specific podcast and, and talking like this and targeting this is just that, that, that talk that, Interesting. Yeah, 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 the talk that you're hearing. So, uh, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, it seems, it seems very corporate. There's a lot of putting out fires and explaining. Gee, the corporate do. dragon game, speaking very corporate. <laughs> Who could have seen that? Right. So, Kyle, please resign. If, if you're a man of your word, yeah. <laughs> white guys like me can't get out of positions fast enough well then there's the door bro <laughs> right. right yeah yeah right there right there i'm sure your your kids are uh they got their scholarships they're all they're all set right we got sweet D money Ugh, it honestly yeah. can't be that much yeah so and they also made a quick reference to um uh you know giving players choice with a virtual tabletop so mm. they're not going to try to uh you know control where the content is and um and they're also not saying that uh, they're trying to replace uh, books and dice with digital it's additive which we'll see okay, sure. and we'll see what they call people that still use books and dice i'm still suspecting that's a that's a watsy move in the future it's like oh you're using books it's, it's going to be some kind of like luddite thing right mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah yeah right yeah could you be you book so sniffer backwards <laughs> all right well more dislike moving on to more dislike so a uk a uk board game studio that made over a million pounds uh, in on Kickstarter is now being accused on their own Kickstarter of um, unpaid staff and missing pensions. Okay. So in, inside the box, and so this this is personal for me because this may be the first Kickstarter that I backed that is not going to ever show up. Oh wow! Okay. We were just pretty lucky. It wasn't a big one. It was just the price of a book, right. so it's not a huge one. So that's good. But this is going to be the first one that looks like it's going to fail because uh, this company seems to be they they have a bunch of. Successful Kickstarters that are unfulfilled and in diff- various states Ooh, of production, okay. and it seems like they're just walking away. They're saying, "Well, it's going to be really hard to do this." And how about PDFs? And <coughs> yeah, is it possibly because, like, I don't really know the story. Is it possibly because they went Kickstarter, went kind of over budget? You used Kickstarter money to it's Kickstarter B to possible, fund Kickstarter A, yeah. then then kind of kept chaining like that. Yeah, maybe. N- yeah, nobody quite knows. Um, but the funny thing is that uh, former workers, somebody had the login to their Kickstarter and basically logged in and <laughs> made an update that basically says, pay your ex-employees, Peter. <laughs> wow. Wow. See, this is, this is why, like, whenever someone leaves, mm-hmm. you change, change your the password. password. Change our password. <laughs> sorry, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, so... Um, uh, and this is the IT guy that leaves, and then you're fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the, the content of the post went on to say, Peter still owes his employees wages, missing pension, and redundancy. And then com- comments, of course, started appearing under this post. Ex-employee here, he still owes um, missing pensions, wages, and redundancy. We're all out thousands. He's completely wow. refused to communicate with, with us. He shouldn't be allowed near another business. Wow. <laughs> so a lot of rough, yeah, rough words. And then another comment, he'll probably change the password soon. <laughs> but, but please spread the word about this uh, disaster. I feel uh, feel for everyone. Uh, Peter, grow some balls. You're a mess. Wow. Yeah. So he, yeah. So they've, they've this company's had eight successful Kickstarter projects, but their most recent, uh, Subterra 2 and Alba. Um, and Alba is a, was a really interesting project, um, an open world adventure game book that had all kinds of like little clues and envelopes and things. Mm-hmm. And it looked like the production was going to be, uh, mm-hmm. production was going to be very, very nice. Uh, yeah, it, um, it got supported in, uh, 
2021 with 10,000 uh, backers and uh, raised uh, 273,000 uh, pounds and um, is yeah, nowhere near nothing, wow. nowhere near. And, th- and they keep making excuses like, we don't know, we don't know kind of where mm. we are, we'll see. And, you know, all the excuses of the world has changed, shipping and production in China. Yeah. So who knows? But uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. So Dicebreaker covered all of that. Uh, wow. All of those shenanigans. So, all. So be careful uh, how how badly you piss off your contractors. You may think you don't have to uh, deal with them, and you can just cut them off from communication. But uh, they're still around, and they may have your Kickstart account, Kickstarter account <laughs> yeah. password. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's too bad. Um, because in the past, it looks like they've they've done some some nice projects and they've they've been pretty successful. But something happened. So mm. some something, and it may just be yeah, yeah. Or they they may have just not managed funds well oh, yeah, during the uh, pandemic and things. You never know um, what kind of stuff uh, what kind of stuff happens. And more company uh, kind of uh, it's not really misbehavior, but it's a little they didn't handle this very well. It's kind of a, a surprise was thrown at some game developers. So uh, Into the Motherlands, uh, RPG, is now adrift. So uh, they were, their publisher was uh, Andrews McMeal, who is the syndicator of my abuse cartoons. (laughs) (laughs) So they um, opened a, a few years back, they opened a uh, RPG department to Mm -hmm. to publish RPGs. And they've kind of dabbled in because they do a lot of things. They do cartoon syndication, digital manga, they do a lot of like, they have their hands in many projects. Didn't they also have an RPG department for a while? Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. So that's what this is. So um, they uh, published uh, Zwei Neverland and Oz and uh, had hired the creator Daniel Fox the creator mm-hmm. of Zweihander was working there he recently resigned right. and uh, then uh, it was without any major announcement then just the RPG department just went away right. so the the project that was in the midst of, of being uh, developed was uh, Into the Motherlands an Afrofuturist uh, RPG and the two uh, two of the designers uh, Tanya DePass De De and uh, B. Davis Walters had to have this meeting with yeah. them where they the fate of their game, the fate of the publishing of their game, was uh, held, uh, you know, was un- undetermined. And uh, yeah, so they um, posted that they said, we've uh, uh, come bearing some disappointing news to you all. Despite keeping up all our, uh, all of our end of the bargain, doing all of our work in good faith um, and got their manuscript there under the deadline. They were informed that uh, McMeal will no longer be publishing their RPG and are canceling the contract with mm-hmm. them. So it was yeah, terminated during this meeting. And so pending the outcome of uh, of this, uh, where, where, where do we go from here meeting, we will either have an announcement soon or may have to turn to self-publishing. It is unclear what this means for the delivery of printed books, but a PDF uh, should be in your hands by the end of the year. Right. So they're going to at least, yeah, go, go digitally to everyone that um, was supporting them. So yeah, they've made no formal announcement and they just closed down this department as well as the Twitter account associated mm-hmm. with it. So that's- I think they were also- publishing or doing something involved with that um what's the one that we kind of backed but then turned oh the <laughs> turned out to be vaporwave yeah. i want to say like swords fall or something yeah like that. yeah something like that yeah 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 sword yes yeah, oh my voice <laughs> oh, no. just fucking went all of a sudden oh yeah so were they they were involved with that yeah they, they may have been i can't remember the i thought uh, so i'd have to go yeah. check but like i started watching Okay, I didn't follow the Into the Motherlands campaign. I think I watched a few APs, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really to my taste. Mm. But the main reason I was watching it was because I think for a while it was powered by Cortex Prime. Ah, okay. Um, I'm not sure if that was still the case when they 
launched the Kickstarter to make their own kind of like game. I don't know what system it uses, mm -hmm. but I was still kind of following a little bit. And yeah, I saw this announcement. I was initially confused because I'm like, manuscript? Mm. Like a TV show? Oh, no, the manuscript for the book. Right. Okay, right, fine. Right. Cool. Gotcha. Which I have to think they still have their manuscript yeah i think we have so to, it's yeah. it's like okay we get, like they said we might have to self self publish mm -hmm. or maybe we'll find another publisher yeah so it's not it's not like there's some rights yeah right. dis, uh, dispute or anything it's just that yeah they're they're not going through with the uh, the publishing deal so i guess yeah it just just but my my contact my, the person that actually discovered mm. me for my cartoon at andrews mcmeal also resigned recently so they i think they're doing some restructuring kind right. of shrinking shrinking departments down for probably like everyone's doing for mm. profit for profit the the best way to to be <laughs> to be in the black in your uh, bookkeeping is to just just lay people off and and suddenly you're making a lot of money their oh, whole new. salary yeah their whole salary becomes your quarterly profit <laughs> honestly yeah that's what just happened no no that's not just what happened at work but like uh october mm -hmm. like we absorbed oh like right the, the second largest second or third largest akaiwa here mm -hmm. and the way to save money was to just like cancel that subscription cancel that subscription you don't need that we're moving mm. to another place gone 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 like yeah. not not it wasn't really people so much but it was just like a lot of overhead just like psh, gone hey and all of that <laughs> stuff like during one meeting recently was like okay well that new company for the first time in a while they're in the red yeah right? no that's i forget which one black. is which right? yeah, yeah, yeah 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 there we go they're in the black yeah. but you know what our original company is in the red oh, why because we took on a lot i'm just like how does that yeah. work right uh, we had to yeah buy. so it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous but mm -hmm. i understand yeah yeah so um yeah that's unfortunate Jeez, i'm just watching myself on the screen and i gesticulate <laughs> a lot oh no oh no Hands at your sides. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, yeah, so that's, it's unfortunate because I, I definitely had then someone I could get in touch right. with, you know, about publishing something, but uh, no longer, no more. Self-publishing. I know. It's all, that's, it's back to self-publishing and PDFs for yeah. us. But if you've, uh, mm. okay, just personal, if you still have like a contact and they're still in good relationship, good relations with that contact, maybe mm -hmm. you could still talk to them. Yeah, but yeah, they're not. Yeah, but yeah no, not, no more RPGs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. But um, yeah. So that's that's unfortunate, and hopefully, so it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Was there a um into the motherlands? Did it have a, a crowdfunding campaign? I honestly, or? I think so. I okay. wasn't, I wasn't paying a super amount of attention mm -hmm. after I kind of realized the AP really wasn't to my tastes. Right. But right. I think there was a crowdfunding campaign. I don't know what it entailed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Obviously, a book. Right. Yeah, so that that's that's sad. I, I was really surprised that, uh, uh, and that that's not a good sign, you know, for the health because these are these are people that saw mm. uh, a vibrant tabletop market and say, hey, we we got to get in on this, right. and oh, let's let's get this guy that uh, has you know self published and crowdfunded. Uh, it, it was Whitehander is basically like a, just a, a homebrew of uh, Warhammer, uh, Warhammer Fantasy, Fantasy. With the serial numbers filed. Yeah, off. right, right. So uh, yeah, they they hired him and obviously couldn't make anything happen uh, mm. as far as uh, yeah making or making that viable enough. It might have just been bad timing. Maybe they were doing well and it just wasn't good enough Maybe. for uh, for their numbers. Or the dragon choked them. Yes, <laughs> right, right. So a lot of unhappiness this week. Yeah, so an unfulfilled. Kickstarter and uh, yeah, the the death of a a publisher, a death of an RPG publisher, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the publisher didn't really go away; they just kind of shuttered their RPG. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They'll still do greeting cards and and you know, okay, cartoon yeah. syndication and digital manga and all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's something, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's that's too bad. I uh, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of unfortunates this week. But 
yeah, so we're still we're still in the midst. And thank you, Al, for uh, for being in there. Ooh. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, excellent comment. So so we'll go back. So so after the uh, uh, podcast, we will uh, uh, go back and and get on the chat. So that's encouraging people to uh, get on the Patreon. Yeah, right. Because. I got to bounce back to my horrible day job. <laughs> okay, right. it's not that bad. Right? <laughs> but no. So usually after I leave, Jeremy's the one who goes to the comments. So Right, right. I'm glad we have nice fans because going through the comments could be a real Oh, that's job, right. Yeah, it could, be, yeah. it could be brutal. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> when you have that, like that one brawl arcane stream, I would not have one oh, going through yeah, all the yeah, comments yeah. on yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Oof, that's right. that was bad. <laughs> that's yeah. right. So where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter, as always, where I'm spamming photos of mm-hmm. pixel art oh. cards that I'm putting together. That's Hivemind, H-U-A-V-E-M-Y-N-D. Uh, Instagram's the same, though I don't really post on that any oh. that that much yeah. because my paints are all frozen. Oh, right, right. <laughs> my, my paints are all frozen in the computer room where I normally paint <laughs> stuff. It's just freezing. And yeah, anyway, mm-hmm. how about you? Nice. And I am still for Andrews McNeil, gocomics.com, <laughs> producing uh, uh, my single panel gag cartoon. So abuse cartoons on uh, YouTube and Twitch. You can watch the uh, the drawing of that cartoon. Watch me eat some Japanese snacks, and um, <laughs> and the archive of that cartoon is on gocomics.com slash domestic abuse. Have you considered branching out to ASMR? Oh yeah, I should. I, should. I can, Yeah, I don't understand that, that that one that one aspect of it. Listen to people eat. Don't understand it at all. But yeah, I hey, usually, you I do usually, you. I usually back away. Yeah, from off the mic. Microphone. It's off mic. Right. Yeah, right. But uh, and if you'd like to support what we're doing now and. Uh, participate in the uh, chat and kind of hear uh, what's going on uh, either become a member of YouTube by clicking the join button below or a patron on Patreon it's down there somewhere yes and, I should probably uh, point this way <laughs> right and on Patreon you can become a weakling the strongest of all supporters <laughs> yes and uh, let us know what you want to see on the uh, the podcast and uh, also get a um, uh, a nice RSS feed with all of the audio from this live stream on it, as well as audio versions of everything that we're doing, and uh, yeah, lots of other good stuff um, in uh, and, and early access as well mm-hmm. to everything we're doing in uh, in Patreon. So, oh, and uh, speaking of early access, just released the final episode, the fifth episode, which is the final confrontation for the Blade Runner. Oh, uh, nice RPG. Yeah. So, I know people were kind of getting on you for that. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it took it took a while. It was it was a it was a big one, and I couldn't decide where to cut it. So, what I'm going to do. Um, because the story ended, but there's a lot of content after that. So I'm going to do an epilogue. So oh, it'll probably okay. be yeah. about a 30-minute epilogue to kind of let the characters talk through. Because it, the end gets dark. And characters, Oof. like we're all kind of reeling from like, oh, my God, what just happened? And so it's it's very interesting how the characters kind of talk themselves down and set, set up what they're going to do probably in the next uh, next nice, part of the campaign. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So it does need an epilogue. Yep. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it really does. And I was surprised. Like, I was okay, there's the end of the story. And it's like, what is this 50 minutes of audio I still have? Oh. So, yeah. so it's probably going to be cut, cut down to about 30 minutes of um, characters talking about, you know, what what happened after. Like, right. what what happened after they had it out with Holden and... and uh, People got their their asses covered, and uh, all kinds of spin happened, wow, and you never right. know. Yeah, you never know. All right. So, um, yeah, thank you for joining us, and we'll be back again next week. Later, mortals. Goodbye.